Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Euphoria Podcast. I'm Dracos. I have returned alongside Kadrel and Yamato for our first episode covering the LEC season finals. We're available, as always, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and SoundCloud. First question This feels weird. It feels very weird. Uh, For those (laughs) curious, our normal studio is currently unavailable, so we are making our home in the analyst desk for the foreseeable future, which feels... This is for the future? Oh. Too serious. Yeah, no, it does. Everything feels so formal. I'm I can't so stop thinking to... about Bosch. I'm not going to lie. Bro. Yeah, okay, let's, go, <laughs> just... let's jump to his topic. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so... Just looking at you guys and I just see dice. Walter. Yeah. <laughs> I just see dice. Yeah, I think the, the personal update I was going to ask what all of you have been doing in your time uh, away, but other than streaming, which I know you both have been pretty active in League of Legends content, it's the only thing any of us are doing is just playing, playing Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yes. yes. That oh, game yes. is so well made. It's Wait, the perfect game. It's such a good game. We're addicted. We're hooked, folks. I highly recommend. uh, It's just D&D, but digital, so you don't have to worry about getting all your friends together unless you're trying to play a group playthrough, in which case you do. Yamato's running around as a dwarf druid, calling himself Walter. I'm busy kicking squirrels and trying to find out. (laughs) I'm I'm a warlock. I cast exactly one spell. It requires no brain. Right, we asked Wunder to roleplay. It's like, Wunder, you can't be Wunder. You know, he calls himself Eric. (laughs) 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 I think that's his brother's name My new persona, Ryan (laughs) I'm an accountant (laughs) Pretty much I work a mild-mannered day job Wunder is just an unleashed monk Just one-shotting everyone with bonus turns He's just gadooshing everyone Uh, We barely get to play Just do my Ignis Oh yeah, Ignis Two two damage And then he's he's gadooshes them Yeah With his monk Baldur's Gate 3 is pretty good. Yeah. I recommend playing it. Yeah. This is definitely the first time in a long time that I've been this. That it was le- it was Arena. It was the 2v2v2 Elden mode. Elden Ring was the last time I was like, It was, it oh, was Elden, Elden Ring good, for yeah. sure. And then it was very briefly the Serena mode until I, re- I came to terms with how absolutely trash I am at League of Legends. Because mm. if you think you're good at League and you queue up for 2v2v2, you're going to learn really quick what makes you good at League. Because let me tell you, it's not mechanical ability. I learned <laughs> that fast bro some of the augments in that game mode it's just open like if you play i don't know what they've changed i haven't played it much like recently, tap, but like tap dancer on a vein who has any kind of hands yeah. you're just getting literally danced on the augments definitely just make some of the champs just i queued up when bard was the most op that just turned me off of this is game bard good in baldur's gate <laughs> <laughs> i think it is yeah, yeah. i think it is i heard bard, bard is pretty good in baldur's gate reminder that if you're the kind of person in an rpg of any kind but in this case baldur's gate or the kind of person in league who's just who wants to play support. Good on you. The world needs people like you. I think that was a graphic of like most played versus least played that Baldur's Gate 3 tweeted about. Yeah. And least played, I think, was Cleric. That makes sense, yeah. By miles. Cleric I think is... most played was Paladin. Cle- okay. Yeah, but Paladin yeah. is very strong. Very strong. You hit like a truck. I think also Cleric, <laughs> just because I also read that Shadowheart is the character that people romance the most. Oh, and yeah. she's a cleric. Oh, so, and she's a cleric. You can't have two clerics. Ah, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, you might have solved all the puzzle. All I'm saying is League of Legends, you could learn from this. <laughs> Where are <laughs> my romance options? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean I'm, saying, I'm just saying 2v2v2v2 mode. I got to fight everybody Soul Calibur style, which is great. It's a great event. I think it's very yep, well executed. Yep. Mm. Uh, good skins, 2v2v2 mode is very fun. Good skins. But I couldn't romance anybody. True. Could not romance a single person. Could not roll a single D twenty. Where's the RPG? Yeah, D twenty rolling. Yeah. Where, uh, why does every option have to be fight League of Legends? Where's like, my option you know, to I, charm someone? You know. 
other than you know, Ari or the other characters with charms in the game. Never mind. What? I don't. We're going down. This is a weird. <laughs> this is a weird side tangent. I don't know where we're going with this. Anyway, anyway, good game. Great. We like it. We're all very, very addicted. If you want to hit us up on Twitter or whatever to ask us about our playthroughs or watch playthroughs, as I think mm. most of them are being streamed, um, do so. 2v2v2, the other big thing. Yeah, I suck at League of Legends. I played with Mickey X. No. Yeah. And I still lost. Did you games. support him or did oh. he? No, no. So to be fair, he could have carried, but he was just trying. If literally every champion but AP, basically will it AP. A lot of champions not good. No. AP Wukong? Eight? What? <laughs> <laughs> We didn't win that one. What is this clone just going to one shot? E. His clone doesn't even have an AP ratio on it. Just as E. Uh, AP Lucian is the only one we won. He played AP Lucian is the only one we won. Oh, dude, the Lucian. But you have to understand, would... he was smurfing every time, and I'm just sitting there like, I played Lilia because she's, you don't need a brain. Okay. She's very tanky. Mm. She heals. Yeah. We lost every, I'm awful. I, I learned very quickly. I'm terrible. Yeah, Lilia's, unless you get that thing where you get move speed. Oh no, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. oh no, I was, <laughs> just I was stack car. jacked and cracked, and then I just still just lost to every vein or Kaiser. It's like look how fast I am. Oh, I'm still dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting one shot. I yeah, it's like for the first thirty rounds, you're just so tanky and you have so much healing that you're like, I'm great. And then you go late game, and there's an eighty carry with six items, and you're like, yeah. one Q into trying to put them to sleep, and in the duration that the sleep has to wind up, you're dead. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Well, first. maybe we'll get the romance game. Maybe we'll get the League of Legends romance game. Yeah. Just thought, right? Games potentially a million dollar idea. It, other than that, I've been away from League of Legends. Hmm. I had the distinct pleasure, you know, I was on holiday. I came back. I caught up on all the LEC action, but I've missed the LCK LPL drama. And I feel like you're the two best people Ooh. in our region, equipped to catch me. Where and do we any start? Other euphoria of you are up on what's been happening in the world. We will get to LEC shortly. It is the season finals, of course. But I do want to know. You know, what's, what's happened in the LPL LCK world? Lead the way, Mark. Do you want to take one region each and just sure. give an update? Well, LCK has been a bit of a drama llama fest. Oh, no. okay. Mr. Faker departed for a month, 30 mm. days. Medical? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, wrist Medical. problems. Oh, shit. Uh, young Poby came in, their challenger's mid laner. Okay. 17, yeah? Yeah. Mm. T1 lost to all the bottom tier teams. They lost to the 10th place team. Bro. They got destroyed by everyone. They, DRX. They start. I think they were six and one when Faker left, and then when he came back, they were seven and seven, something like that. They were like fifth place, locked, Ooh. going into playoffs. But Faker came back. They stomped Damon. Was it Damon? They stomped. Yeah, yeah. Stomped Damon, and then KT, being KT, you know, first seed, we get to choose who we want to play against. Do so we want to play against T1, or do we want to play against? Hanma Life Esports. They picked T1, didn't they? They picked T1. Did they lose to T1? They lost to T1. God, they lost to T1. Classic. 3-2. They lost to T1. It's iconic at this And point. then they just played Hanma Life in the lower bracket because obviously they lost and Hanma Life lost against Genji and they yeah. played in the lower bracket. KT3 they just destroyed them. Annihilation. <laughs> at least, at least they get a lower bracket. Yeah. At least they get so a lower now bracket. it's like everyone's laughing at KT being like, <laughs> shouldn't have picked T1, idiots. <laughs> but now it's a rematch between T1 and KT because Gen G beat T1 in the upper bracket. Right? So these are three teams. Oh, left. so they're the lower bracket. Gen G's waiting in the finals. Yeah, so they're so a rematch. The lower bracket. And everyone's kind of like, hmm, maybe KT was really smart. Maybe they picked T1, lost. Now they have no excitement around them or hype or aren't the favorites anymore, even mm -hmm. though they won the regular season. Now T1 are the favorites. And it's an elimination match. I love 
the mental gymnastics. No, it's great. Anytime I hear stuff like this, it makes me laugh so much because I love the idea of anyone on a team that goes into practice and like says, don't worry, guys, we're winning. Every week is about winning because you want your players to win. And then behind the scenes, they're like, yeah, you know, like scribbling down Pepe but Silvia, can- like, oh, but if we lose here, then no one will expect anything. And I know my players will play 15% better if no one expects them to but be dude, good. KT versus T1 <laughs> is always crazy. Like they had a best of five in spring where you had like, a 40-minute game where Keane's playing like Jay's top, trying to backdoor, gets both Nexus Towers, <laughs> dies. Five-game series. Again, it's a five-game series. So five if I'm going to watch series. an LCK series. So if you're going to watch an LCK series, outside of fun, it's it's this weekend. It's it's KT versus T1. Is it Saturday? It's Saturday, isn't it? Saturday, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 8 a.m. though. Oh. 8 a.m. But we'll leave nicely. You'll, you'll go 8 a.m. Then you'll go break and then you'll come in for LEC. Yeah. So that yes, sounds yes. like that's, so that's nice the LCK day. update. It's the combination. Damn one's a hot mess. Hammer Life's a mess. World spots and regional qualifiers in a couple of weeks as well. So yeah, yeah. MG's locked worlds though. Are we? Are we? We're still very scared of as from regional strength. We're still very scared mm. of Korea, or are we less scared of Korea? I would say we're actually less scared of Korea. I would say like overall, there's the level feels weaker than last year. I feel like T1 slumping, Dam one super teaming with Deft and not doing anything and losing to everyone. Hanwha Life super teaming with King and Zeka and Viper and looking weak, and then KT, Gen G being at the top. I would say overall, there's more teams that could be better. Mm. Like there's a fi- some size of like five teams who could be good, but only Gen G looks like the good team out of all of them. Whereas last year or the previous years of LCK, you had like Damwon T1, yeah, we're yeah. screwed. Yeah, yeah. Gen G T1, we're screwed. Yep. Now it feels like there's no two teams at the front of it, and it's just Gen G. And Gen G at internationals is always a bit hit or miss. It's almost like the top esports, not as bad for the LPL, where like they have expectations, they fail. They have expectations, they fail. So I feel like overall there should be teams that are good, but they don't look good yet, and they are running out of time. So I don't know. Overall, I'm, I'm not too. I mean, I'm still concerned, but it's not like you know last I, year. I, I feel like watching LCK. I feel like there's a lot of teams that are just incomplete. There's mm. like pieces that are like wow. Like if there's anything that stands out right now, I would say like LCK mid laners are like like BDD, Chovy. These guys are looking like insanely good. But then it's like, I feel like every team is flawed in some way. It's like, T1 is flawed in some way, Damwon's flawed in some way, uh, Genji, I think that when they've figured out what they want to play and they can kind of slot in Doran into that, and when Pace is playing the right champions, I think they look super, super good. Mm. I feel like Delight is playing better than ever right now. Delight is insane. Delight is crazy good. I think Peanut, no one comes close in terms of how precise he is. Yeah. Like, just playing Poppy, Sejuani, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then like, the rest of the field is like, I don't know what, what is going to come our way uh, in, in the gauntlet because that's where, where the mess is. It just feels it's, like a lot of teams are like incomplete. It's also weird because DRX won Worlds last year as the fourth seed from the yeah, LCK. Yeah. So as yeah. much as like last year, we were like, ooh, Genji Damwon T1, ooh, ooh. DRX wins. <laughs> it's like, but also the other last piece of drama that I missed, I suppose, is LCK All Pro. KT, first place all five players. Mm-hmm. Genji, first place all five players. That was the first and second. So you can imagine when T1 comes along and beats KT, the five-man first all-pro team, everyone was a bit like, ooh. <laughs> you know, we've had that as well with Mad Lions and like BB. As yeah, the, yeah. It was like yeah. four Mad Lions and then BB top. Uh, and it, then Mad Lions lose and everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> Bro, all-pro is such a trap because it's like a regular season award, but like at least in the LCK, you play best of three, mm. right? And in our new format, obviously we give it at the end of the split, right? Yeah. So it's better. But back in the day where it's like, 
I've watched you play 18 best of ones and you're a winning team. You're great. Like, what, what, what information do you want me to go on? Like, oh, he's been kind of behind. Their team's up 5K gold lead at 10 minutes. Of course, yeah. he's going to look at it. Like, every player on that team is going to look sick. Yeah. I don't know, man. All pros. So that was the last piece of drama. So that's right. your LCK update in 5-10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate the update. So... Looking at T1, T1 KT this weekend, exciting. The rematch, the run back. Yeah. We'll see how scared we have to be. I like the idea that teams are flawed, though. I think it makes League of Legends more interesting when teams have clear weaknesses because you can mm. something you can really clearly track and talk about, even if you're Joe Schmo beginner. If you know topside is the weak point, like that's an easy thing to follow. Yeah, yeah. The only scary thing is the LPL looks. It yeah, what's the what's crispy. day look? Am I, what, give me the update, Yamato. How, how I, scared I guess, do I need to be? I, I think if anything that stood out, it was just that Billy Billy like it dropped out uh, to to LNG. Like it was very uh, dramatic. Like we had, uh, of course, uh, the Weibo side here, uh, <laughs> and uh, we had the OMG side, and there was like a discussion of like which sides of the brackets were stronger. Turns out like the LNG side was just uh, just 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 monstrous. Uh, I think. Like, I think the main thing that, that stood out was that, like, I think everyone thought, me included, assumed the JDG BDBD is going to run through everybody, like yeah. they did the entire season. Like, BDBD had, like, a crazy regular split. They, JDG, had, they broke a record, no? First I think so. Like, well, like they were 17 loss. and 1. In, yeah. uh, like, I mean, 15, what is it, 16 and 1? Uh, something and 1. 16, 17, something and 1. 15 1, because it's 17 teams, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they, they looked insane. JDG, they looked loose. Like, they looked bad but they kept winning like they just always kept it like on the edge they're like you know g2 sometimes in previous years where they like randomly drop best of ones and you're like well are they actually good then they go to a best of five and just stomp someone you're like oh yeah they're uh, pretty yeah. good oh, that yeah. was the that was a jdg pretty situation. much yeah and i think that the big the big thing that was the switch up was just uh lng like tarzan conquering his demons performing super super well uh superstar zika as well like i think that was like a big question mark when we looked like at the mm. at the teams in terms of top laners. It's like you had uh, Top Esports' wayward, your homie Deshai, you know, being really up and down and he performing all the way till the end with the Renekton, you know, yeah, keeping yeah. things spicy. Uh, LNG, uh, big glow up, Scout having like a monster season and then qualifying to the World Championship. Uh, and then, of course, it was the, the regional qualifier. They ran through everything super, super quick. And that was very dramatic because it was... Uh, EDG versus LNG and there was Topis versus Weibo like that series was super super close but at the same time it wasn't yeah. it was kind of one sided like Weibo kind of threw those games uh, yeah. Weibo looked a lot more sharp and then eventually uh, Weibo made uh, made the run all the way through and uh, beat out Uzi but just watching that regional qualifier it's like every team is just filled with like legends yeah. it's like Weibo is like Zhaohu Deshai and then you have Meiko Uzi then you have Rookie Jackilov it's like these players, you all kind of want, you just kind of want to see Wait. them qualify and just it, it, everyone is in fighting for one spot, which was just so the, damn the, crazy to this watch. This is wild because so I'm really out of the loop then. And keep in mind, I have just been catching up. I have been like off Twitter when I was on break. I caught up with everything LEC related, but I missed most of this. I knew JDG. That yeah, was yeah. very clear to me, unsurprising. Mm. I didn't. I didn't realize that your faith in the shy had actually paid off. No, it did. No, it did. And I think the thing is, <laughs> if you ever want to watch or rewatch the LPL playoffs, there were so many series that went five games, like all yeah. of them. Yes, yes. Like, and then, for example, the shy's team was against LNG and they went to five games, you know, and they lost. And then LNG goes to five games against basically everyone else. Yeah. Was it Billy Billy or is it JDG? They took to five games. Yeah, JDG, right? Yeah, and yeah. everything was just a mess. You know, top esports, Weibo in the regional qualifiers. I think Yamato's right. Like the amount of names in these teams is unbelievable. Like 
even Scout, I feel like, doesn't carry enough like Western appreciation because of the yeah. Zeka incident. Sure. It, like Zeka destroyed him in that fifth game. Everyone just lost faith in Scout. He won MVP in spring and summer, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now LNG is like the second best team in the league contesting BLG, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, the fourth spot was the funny one because the fourth spot, everyone kind of knew after the LNG like series against JDG, it's probably going to be LNG, BLG, and JDG. That'll be your three. Yeah. Fourth spot, you've got Rookie, Jackie Love. <laughs> you've got Uzi, Mako, and JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got Deshai and Jahu. And it's just three powerhouse teams and you're like hmm who's gonna make it obviously it was the shy like you don't you say <laughs> obviously this is my favorite this you is my don't fa doubt it you I don't feel do like it you have so for those who don't know the, the cadrel narrative arc here and i know there's a lot of cadrel fans who listen to the podcast so a lot of you will but like you started you like love the shy yeah oh unironically yeah then you play it up on stream and now you're like you're trying to tell people like, okay, I do love him, but like not that much. Stop making it weird, guys. No, it's but getting... then he starts winning, and now you're even deeper into the it. The thing is, once I've watched him for like three years now, and I've coached him there for like almost two, mm -hmm. and he just kept losing. He just kept losing. Reddit threads, tweets, like casters, he all just saying play. like, yeah, the Gragas play like he's trash, <laughs> he's washed, he's gonna retire. Like he's never as good as he was in 2018, 2019. And then you know, just to see him make it as like a screw you, you know, after years of people just being like he's trash, I'm just like. It's deserved. No one can call you a Fairweather fan because you were believing in the shy when things looked bad. That's Bro, what I was believing in the shy when he was griefing about, against everyone. He was in Recently, there's one thing I want to get your, your take on here because I didn't get to watch the full interview, but Ashley Kang from Cry yeah. did do an interview with the shy where yeah. she asked specifically about you. Yeah. Shout out to Ashley, one of our few what access points into, uh, you know, Korean League of Legends for the most part. Yeah. Um, so... Do you feel like you've ruined? No, it was terrible. You oh no! I feel like I, if you had like just toned it impression. down a little bit on stream, like you could have just been a normal, casual acquaintance no, but, with the shy. But because now he has all these clips of you losing your mind at him playing League of Legends, he thinks you're that weird for, guy. First impressions are important. Like you came like, on are. too strong. I came on way too strong. The thing is, Ashley Kang, and I will like word for word this. Yeah, Kajol's uh, a big fan of yours. He popped a bottle of champagne when he made it to Worlds. The shy's reaction was this. <laughs> I, I kid you not he face palmed and so I was just that was my first impression it was kind of funny though because there was like this guy at the LPL regional finals yeah. who was waiting for the player walkouts every time oh, yeah. the shy walked out some guy screamed Kajol's watching you and I was like oh my god what's going on it's getting out of control damn so shout now, out to that guy yeah, he's got a, a parasocial relationship with you watching you have a parasocial <laughs> with relationship the with the shy that's crazy that's esports yeah. baby let's go yeah so like i'm episode. excited i feel like <laughs> they've gotten so much better that team yeah and uh they play way more in cohesion and i think they got done dirty because they had a, an elimination game against lng in like mm -hmm. the second round of playoffs and they took them to five games and that fifth game i think they should have won it actually like on an unbiased perspective, they just threw it with double AD carry. And then LNG almost beat JDG. And then I'm kind of sitting there like, so how good really were they? And then they ran the lower bracket, uh, the, the regional gauntlet. Yeah. So I'm kind of like excited, but slightly concerned about uh, how they'll do it at, at Worlds. But I think LPL is looking like the favorites. And Worlds is still a little ways away. But from what you guys are saying, it feels like if you're a European fan looking at international competition, LPL is still the big Very fan. scary. Yeah. Still the, the, the big, the, the region to be scared of. This is weird because last year at Worlds, we had three LCK teams in the semis, yeah. right? right? And now you look at this year, you look at the destruction of MSI, mm -hmm. that might carry over to Worlds unless 
the LCK teams can figure things out because they're all just kind of beating each other and it's just like a circle of suck right now in the LCK and Gen G is just standing out as like the one team yeah. who looks good. That consistency. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just it's just every team in, in the LCK has just had a problem, you know? Like Damwon's just struggling to find a good support, right? They're just putting Bible and Kellen in back and forth. Hanwalife lost their jungler, right? So they had to bring in this rookie. T1 lost their mid laner for a month, so they've been struggling. It's only Gen G that's avoiding these problems and KT, but KT always seemed to just drop the ball somehow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think LCK has definitely had a, a month of a rough period and like teams having to rebuild all of a sudden. And, like we'll see, like so much changes in a couple of weeks, right? Uh, and then that kind of brings us to LEC. A lot of these teams have had a couple of weeks. A lot of these teams we haven't seen. It's the top six now for the season finals. If you don't know how this worked, if you're watching for this finals, it was the three <coughs> winners, or in this case, the two winners, as G2 and MAD were the only people to win splits. And then the remaining four teams decided by championship points, which leaves us with our top six, G2, BDS, MAD, XL, Fnatic, and SK. Um, we have an upper bracket and we have a lower bracket. Fnatic and SK are waiting for their opponents in the upper or in the lower bracket. G2 are playing BDS, Matter playing XL, and it's crazy because Worlds feels so far away, and it is partially because of the Asia games obviously affecting the scheduling. But by the end of this weekend, we're gonna have locked two seeds for Worlds. We won't know what seed they're going to be, but they but will have locked, locked themselves uh, into top three, I believe. And that's the upper brackets. Yeah, the winner of the upper brackets is locked. Yeah, so whoever worlds. wins yep, between G2 and BDS, locked for Worlds. Whoever wins between MAD and XL, locked for Worlds. That's Again, crazy, we have to wait it? to see what seed it is. Uh, I feel like looking at that format, you know, I'm XL against Mad Lions. Mad Lions were like great earlier on in the year, but now they've slumped so hard. Yeah. And now me peaking in summer has given me the opportunity to have one best of five to go to an international event. And I'm going up against a Mad Lions that looks weak. So I feel like XL, as much as they struggled so much in winter and spring, peaking in summer is so insane for your for your like points, for your for your seeding, for facing teams that might have slumped uh, like now, but were really good earlier in the year, to find like an opportunity to get to an international event for their first time, yeah, it's yeah. like they're in such a good position. Yeah, and it's like fair play, right? It's like they yeah. managed to get second place. It's so tough to balance such a format because you don't want to be in a position where like winter and spring is is, is useless. Because I'm sure teams, I mean, people out there maybe thought, yo, Team Retics, they were competing to get third, right, against uh, Fnatic didn't manage to do so and people might feel bad about some of these other teams sorting in but it's yeah it's it's always a give and take when it comes to balancing like the championship points i'm just super super happy that that uh, you have to actually win a best of five to get a seed because in the past the format uh, was built in a way where basically the the two lower seeds basically we would have the same format where Fnatic and Nesky would play each other in the first round. Yep. And then if you were the highest seed, you would just auto-qualify to the next round and you'd be top four. That's how Mad Lions qualified yeah, back so in the day, basically right? If you, were, if you were a higher seed and you lost first round, you're guaranteed that top four. Yeah, yeah. And part of the reason, like, and I think the our comp ops team does deserve some respect here because people hated that. But that like that format was designed for three world seeds, which is yeah, why yeah. you ended up in those situations. And yes, of course, yes. you got to be ready for curveballs. But now... We are ready for curveballs. Yeah. And even, and my, the other best part about this, if you've been living under a rock for some reason or another, is four seed doesn't auto qualify to worlds, has to play a world qualifying series versus North America's fourth seed, Golden Bang Guardians, up. which we already know. Oh. Um, and this is, this is spicy to me on a lot of levels. And I guess my first question before we talk about some of these matches, before we talk about some of these teams, because the last time we had this podcast was actually before our final week, which was three days, which was three very intense best of fives before G2. A bit of an anticlimactic finals, admittedly. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, who do we actually, do we trust all of our teams, all of our top six to beat the Golden Guardians? I, th I think the first question should be like, how good is Golden Guardians? Because 
Honestly, you've watched they, the LCS yeah, this yeah, bit, haven't I, you? I've watched I haven't LCS. seen any LCS. Yeah, I've watched either. all of it. I'm glad. You're and and basically, I, I'd say that Golden Guardians have a way higher ceiling than they showed in playoffs because Gory and River heavily underperformed. Like they literally like had the worst like three weeks of playoffs uh, in terms of gameplay, especially Gory. Like he had moments. If you just watch, look at the elimination game. If you just want to isolate that, he's legit just wing in with Tristan and just straight up suiciding. Yeah, <laughs> the legit Morphite ulting, you know? Like all of the Woolites, whatever player you want to put behind that, as in that Cody's son, you know, just put them in there, you know? He, he did an impression of all of them in that game. And, and Gori has just had a rough time. But in terms of what Golden Guardians are, they are a pretty legit team, I'd say. It's like, who he is one of the strongest supports there. Licorice is on the glow up. Gori River usually good. And I think that it's like, in terms of the ceiling that this team could potentially have after practicing and figuring some stuff out, I think this team that, is not too shabby. That's what scares me, you know, because the LCS team, let's say Gore and River underperformed, like you might have said, yeah. right? Mm. They have issues, but they have a month to fix those issues in yes, Korea yes. if they want, right? So I feel like we won't see those issues because they're going to disappear for a month, right? And now you've got, if you do some thought experiments, G2XL, I think we can safely assume looking at like the, the summer, the summer, they uh, look like playoffs. our two These best are probably teams, top yeah. two, you know. Let's say, you know, G2 wins, XL wins, that's first, second, you know, probably somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. If you kind of thought experiment who's probably going to be fourth from what we've seen in summer, it's probably BDS, Mad, or Fnatic. One of those three, I would say. Yeah, the it's safe, a safe bet. And now you look at their performance and you say, could they beat Golden Guardians who are on a slump? Now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Golden Guardians is probably one of the hardest fourth seeds we could probably play against since you're looking at MSI. Because they looked pretty decent at MSI, like taking games off some of the teams. I mean, when Gory's performing, Gory's yeah, legit. They're That's scary one of the things. I was caught point. off guard prepping for MSI, mm. watching Gory play. I was like, whoa, this guy's actually... Like his, his, really, really and admittedly, some of that yeah. was Cassante being strong, but like he was still playing Cassante way better than most of the European mids we were watching run it down on Cassante. Yeah, and if you told me that was like NRG is the fourth seed, yeah, yeah. I'd, as a like... On paper, I'd have more faith, you know, be like, you know what, I think European Force Seed can take out energy. Yeah, yeah. But Golden Guardians, I'm like, oof, I don't know, you know, like if it's BDS or Fnatic or Mad, especially if it's, I don't know, I don't know my, if they could beat them. My new thing is I'm convinced that Mad Lions are actually cursed. Uh, and so I think Mad Lions will get Force Seed and then, and then lose, they'll lose. lose to Golden Guardians. <laughs> I think in As terms of them. how I expect the bracket to play out, I, I actually believe that Mad Lions will get fourth. Because it's like, if we imagine how the bracket will play out, we both assume that XL is going to play, XL is going to win, Jesus is going to win, right? Then in terms of how the seeding works, Fnatic should play BDS, and then of course, SK should play Matt. Mm -hmm. And I could see a world where Matt wins that series. And considering Matt comes from a position True. where they play two BO5s, I could see them winning and, and, and coming back. Because in the, in the end, even though they are on this, what is it, nine game lose streak, like, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is it? They lost five regulars and then two five regulars. Always, they always have something going on. Four, yeah, yeah. They always yeah, have five like, regular yeah, seasons. Always some kind of They always give on. ammo to the fans to be like, I knew you did, like, you no, suck. We had this conversation before, too, and this is the struggle of Mad Lions. We could talk maybe more about their series versus Excel. Is it's just like, you don't know. It's like yeah. they could show up and smash Excel. Because well, when they were playing well, they were a very good team. Yeah. Like, El is great. El Yoya Hill saying when they're working well together are really strong. Niski, you know, enabling, like, there was a point where that team looked good. They won a split yeah. for good reason, out of too. nowhere. And yeah. then they suck <laughs> out of nowhere. And it's like, where do you put this team? What do you set the bar at? And I think that in the past, it would have been pretty easy to say, um, like, Mad Lions beat Excel every time. No doubt. Oh, yeah. But Excel have been surging. And to me, from re-watching our, our playoffs and re-watching a lot of the best of threes, it feels like Excel are just clearly 
our second best team because I and I think part of this is just outside of G2 and Excel, what team do you really like rely on to just win a game, close a game, like build an early lead, close a game? Who like what other teams are actually reliable in our league right now? So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, sure. Uh, so this is then, I guess, the question here is, is like, XL and G2, are they clearly just the best two teams in the league? No doubt. Is there anyone that you can see rising I mean, above? We've old. had a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I XL, don't know. XL did beat Fnatic. They lost to G2 twice. Um, they I were think, clearly second, but are they clearly the second? I feel best? like Fnatic is someone you always have to, like, keep your eye on. Because as much as they're in the lower bracket, it's... I feel like they're probably the stronger team in the lower bracket over SK, right? I think everyone would yeah, agree yeah. with that. Yeah, no, I think S sure. if you're calling anyone in this bracket a, a dark horse, I think it is most certainly SK. I, I think like the, the key change, right, coming into 13-15, just looking at like what all of the players are playing in solo queue, seeing like where the similarities are, because usually mm -hmm. that tells the tale of what, what is happening in scrims. I think that the biggest shift that I've seen is just jungle champions. Like I see many players mm. are playing Nidalee, many players are playing Talia, many players are playing Karthus. I see even some physics from Yike. A lot of AP champions are coming in, and then there's Nafiri mid, Tristana mid, Jace mid, and just heavy, heavy AD mid. Yone, yeah. Uh, Yone as well. Um, I even saw Aatrox mid. Uh, it's like just these AD with AP heavy jungle topside, and just uh, I'm thinking in terms of how teams are going to maneuver those specific changes. It's like where I can see teams struggling are where the where like if I think about the mid laners that are capable of really really playing the lane for is super super sharp. It's like where I see that there might be some you know lacking points. It might be like Abedage, even though he had the glow up later on in the season in yeah. terms of his lane phase, but the majority really of it clean. was really really rough. Yep. Like even that Leblanc pop off game he had, I remember he was zero one zero down. Uh, and then he had 40 seeds behind, but then he ended the game with 8 1 3 or whatever. And then, you know, everything yeah, he, went bot, he went bot and got a bunch of kills. Yeah, though, yeah, right? yeah. And I think on the it's, a good, the, yeah. it's a good point. I think similarly, like you look at a guy like Nuke who came to and came into his own in spring, most yes, certainly, yes. but in a very limited number of champions. And while he did show more and some of BDS's better games in summer, it wasn't enough to take that team over the finish line. So I think it is a really good call, especially when. The whole discussion about Excel for the entirety of summer was like they were waiting for their patch. They hit their patch. They're so good on this patch. Yes, yes. Like this feels like a pretty big upheaval in terms of how it's going to affect team and player strength. It's hard to say as well because if you look like I just looked as well, Malkai Sejuani nerfs, right? Mm. Which really felt like Malkai Sejuani was the trade off. Vi like kind of fell out. We saw it in the yeah, LCK yeah. like being banned every now and then. But you think of AD mid mids and then AP junglers, which is like a very um, explosive, I want to say, because the, the AD solo lane will always normally like naturally try to contest away for like yes, try yes. and get the push and stuff. And the AP junglers are like very resource heavy. What junglers stand out to me as like players who can play that in the, in the LEC? Niski Elioya comes to mind when I think mm, of like sure. Niski being a great supportive player. But when I think of supportive AD mids, I think of like Renekton and Set. you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think of like Trisana and Yone. So I'm a bit concerned to see how, if that's the meta, how Mad Lions will do. Uh, but then I look at Fnatic and I think, wow, Humanoid Jace, Humanoid Tristana, I think he's going to probably eat that up. I don't know about his Yone, though, if he, he's played it and stuff like that. But I'm just thinking of powerhouse mid-jungles, right? And I think yeah. Mad and Fnatic probably have the powerhouse mid-jungles if you're going to look at carries yeah, yeah. and like really snowballing the game through mid. 
Like these are the mechanical junglers, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I think these... it's interesting too because when we were introduced to Peach, we were introduced to Peach as a guy who wanted to play Graves all the time, but it's become very clear from Excel's success that it's he's always been much better for Excel on the Sidwani, on the Maokai, yeah, yeah. on these enablers, on these setup champions. That's been the much better look for the team. Mm. So I think if Excel want to remain, like Excel, I think are the biggest question to me on, our, on this patch because they're the team that we have the most recent games from because like bds have been gone now for so long it's like they could come back looking like anything i don't expect massive changes but there's a lot of room for change mad lions we know in the past they've been good but for excel it was like we've only seen them really be good as a team on one patch yes yes 13 mm. you know 13 13 and so that that's the hugest the biggest thing for but, me because i felt like their early games like all the set plays that excel could make i felt like they were so good at making them while other yes, teams yes. were just struggling through early games i felt like excel consistently finding ways through early games outside of yeah against g2 it was pretty tough and there was you know one of the fanatic games also wasn't so mm. hot but now i'm like how much of that is just out the window how much are they get, like rebuilding from square one now that the patch is completely different I, I think that's something that's so unique i think that um, a lot of things were fairly streamlined uh, before and i think there's been a massive shift now with melee supports because the game's become so much more dynamic where you can't, for example, BDS in spring, what made them so good was that everything was so cookie cutter and pattern based. It's like mm -hmm. they pattern to bot, secure lanes, pattern to bot, pattern to bot, pattern to bot, crown is ahead, 500 gold, he converts those positions. Now you, you can be in draft situations where you have to contest topside 2v2, you have to contest 3v3 mid with your support. And if you are not capable of playing these dynamic games, I think that you're going to have a super, super hard time. So already in my mind, that like, I can't imagine, for example, BDS and SK, to be teams to actually break through. Because when I think of these two teams, they have very, very clear patterns mm. uh, to success. It's like, oh, uh, you have Irrelevant in isolation. They contest 3v3 bot side. You have this very, very gank-heavy style where Marcoon just keeps pressing, keeps pressing, keeps pressing. And BDS, of course, only playing through bottom side. But I think you need to be able to very be dynamic in the way that you approach the game. And if you can't keep up with that and you're not you're always going to shoehorn in a very specific draft. You're going to have a really, really hard time. Because I, I feel like after Zaya and Kaiser's out as well, bot lane mm -hmm. pool just opens up completely. Yeah. It's like people can play Kalista, Draven, Zeri, mm -hmm. uh, Aphelios, Caitlyn. You can go Varus. You can go in any direction and everything has a place. Yeah, and yeah. it's about finding your style to place that in because AD champs can change the whole draft, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You can go from Varus Ash to like Zeri, Caitlyn and the whole game changes from even Zeri, Caitlyn complete. Polar opposites at times. I don't know. I also think like Maokai Sejuani being out, thinking about it more and more, it's like a lot of engage is gone, right? Yeah. And I feel like teams that can just walk to dragons and just like turn fights, I think of XL 100%, where they just would like to play like engage, 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 uh, especially with like limit. And then you ask yourself, like, if you're playing carry style in mid jungle, then top lane now has to slot in because everything around it, like dominoes, then you have to play like tanks top lane more, perhaps yeah, like yeah. more Orn or something like that because you're playing these lack engage. Uh, in mid jungle and then maybe support has to play as primary engage in that sense yeah. and then you look at fnatic and you're like can fnatic really pull that off i mean oscar's orange really good right but if he's playing things like jacks and you're playing these mid jungles like i don't know jace or lilia or nidalee or whatever it is then there's a lot of pressure on support i feel like to make sure you can close the game out well and then i also think the game's even harder to play i, I genuinely think the game is easy as hell if you're playing tank jungle double carry mid and bot like a Cassiopeia or, or a Syndra or whatever or I don't know an Azir and you just have yeah. to sit there and scale worst yeah. case plan C we can't stop all the game we just go to late whereas if you're playing things that are like very mid game heavy 
I feel like when even in the days of Ari Vai or yeah. now in the days of like whatever it could be with mid laners, I feel like you really have to be proactive and you have to look at teams which are proactive and you have to look at teams that know how to close these games out. And I think that you'll see two things. One, teams will play proactive styles and they'll be aggressive and maybe some of the plays will back backfire. Or two, even with the meta shift, people will just play Azir anyway or they'll play yeah. uh, I mean, Sejuani yeah. anyway and they'll play Malkai anyway because it's comfort and it'll win them games, right? Again, every time we go into... Well, a carry jungle meta, I get nervous for Europe. And we yeah. have good carry junglers. You highlighted them. Like, there are three right now you could easily come to your mind between Razorak, Yike, and Elyoya that you really trust to play that role. And some guys will get to see if they can rise to that occasion. But still, the best way for Europe to play a League of Legends has always been front to back team fighting, partly because I think of the reliability of a champion like an Orn to just start a fight, you know? Because, like, credit to this Fnatic lineup. Like they've lost a lot of early games, and the more more often than not, that has not been good for them. When they do come back in games, it's because someone, I assume it's humanoid calling for this, like spots a great opportunity to start a fight and they instantly take the fight. But a lot of the times that's only possible because you're bringing a composition that has so much hard CC yeah. that when you see someone out of position, you can instantly go. And it's not like this dance of are they slightly overextending? Can I get in here with my poke? Like you can just push a go button. Yeah. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If it's it's like you you you're playing three weeks of scrims, it's like you can go into deep holes without even realizing it. That it's like in scrims, you have your Talia and Italy going five zero, hitting data. those level three oh, games, God, you know, yeah, the getting number that one fake source data, of fake data, you know, it's like, scrims. I I I could see a world where a team still it's like Maokai, it's like the Bramble Smash, you lose forty damage. I'm sure Malka is still going to be played. I'm sure there's going to be games where Malka Azir is going to pick up victories oh, yeah, and teams are going to just hard pivot out of something. It's like you're sitting there playing game one. Let's say you have your dream composition with your with your Talia, Renekton top, and then you have your, let's say, Tristana mid and something just goes, like you're ahead, let's say 5 6k gold ahead, you throw the game and then you're sitting there. Are you going to say, tell yourself, oh, we just couldn't close out the game or we're going to run it back? We run it back and then you're down 0-2. You yeah, know? you're in a tricky scenario. You're in a very tricky scenario. And then maybe, you know, the trusty Azir Malkai comes back 100%. up. You know, you have it in your back pocket. You know, let's play a little front to back, throw some saps in the bush, I enjoy ourselves. I feel like that always happens, doesn't it? Like <laughs> after weeks and weeks away, people come in with their meta reads and you see it from final situations in summer, but also in like early season, January, when teams come out and they just flop, like top teams just come out and they're zero five, well, you know, and they're like, well, our meta read was bad. Coming yeah, and we see week. it worlds too. And actually it's interesting because domestically, this is one of the few chances that teams will have had to like really properly inbreed a meta, yeah, which yeah. is not a great term. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a suiting term for what we talk about. <laughs> like when China was like, what, 2015, they're like, Skarner, every game Skarner. And we're like, well, maybe not. Or Echo Jungle. And it was only good yeah, at plans. Yeah. You know, like it always happens yeah. because... If, let's say, just G2 and X team are practicing and G2 are smashing every game with Nidalee, that team's going to think Nidalee's really good. Mm. And then they play against another team who hasn't practiced Nidalee at all and is just playing Maokai because that's what's good in their scrim rotation. Yeah, and I feel like the timing is really weird for LEC season finals in a sense of patch because you look at LCK on 13-14, then you look at the 13-15 jungle changes, but you won't be playing on this patch for Worlds, right? So it's like the LCK team, done, right? 13-14, we practice on the next patch to Worlds. LEC, it's like, well, we have to play 13-15. We can't get any data from 13-15 by looking at other pro regions. I don't know if the LCS or other regions are 13-14 no, as well. And, but also, as much as we're going to adopt this style, <laughs> we need to change it going yeah. towards internationals, depending on what the patch is, right? So it's like, they have to kind of figure it out themselves. There's no help. You know, you can't Which I think is like, from a viewership it's kind of perspective, it's really exciting because there is always a certain amount of 
just take from other regions. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You want to learn from regions. And there are regions that are playing better League of Legends than the LEC, no doubt about that. But it is really exciting to me to see, like, what are they going to cook up? Yeah, and I, I genuinely think, like, the easy the easy outcome, like you talked about, is just play as your Malka anyway. Play play the standard yeah. stuff. Nothing's going to hurt. Play Jax or Orin. Play, like, the classic bot laners like Zaya. I think, is Kaiser nerfed on 1315? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, with yeah, the 2% yeah. and the QAP oh, yeah. changes. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a big deal, the 2%. It's it's deceptive because usually the, 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 the plasma stacks is what is making Kaiser do a shit ton of damage. And it reduces the window of you hitting W the twice. The W, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the QAP scalings, uh, it definitely matters, but Kaiser should still be played and be it's super, funny super strong. It's funny because in the LCK, they're on 13-14. Even before that nerf, Kaiser yeah. was still dropping. You know, those teams mm -hmm. leaving Kaiser open, teams over first picking rel over it. They were going Zaya on one two. Even in Europe too, right? It's like we had those cities with G2, like they were ignoring Kaiser in a lot of games, and playing yeah. Kogma Brom. In the LCK, like the, the meta now is in the, the first pick. We saw Kogma Brom, right? But also in like... They, they first pick Alistar or first hit Alistar or they take Zaya yeah. so they can go Rakan, like engage supports. I mean, you saw in the, the final, like, no one really cared that much about Alistar for most of our playoff series, but and in the finals, Alistar G2 were like, be. get it out of there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Limit's Alistar was insane. Yeah, yeah to be fair, it was against Limit, right? Yeah. I think Limit does deserve that credit. Yeah, he was yeah. a fantastic Alistar player, is a fantastic Alistar player. It's an interesting position we find ourselves in because we have high stakes series, world qualification on the line. But it feels like it's really hard outside of G2, who I think have shown us enough in what they can bring to the table that we can give them the benefit of the doubt in the meta, I think, to make really strong, like to make really confident predictions. Like right yeah. now, Excel feel like the second best team to me. So And Matter feel like a hot mess. So it feels yeah. easy to predict Excel over them. But when you get it down into the nitty gritty, when you start to take into account the patch and what could favor Mad Lions mid-jungle, especially very heavily, everything starts to get really unclear really quickly. Do you guys feel like really confident to make predictions when we look at this bracket when we talk about the LEC or do you yeah, feel like yeah. we need to see some of these matches on the patch before we I, actually know? I, I, I could drop an estimation with my with my prediction goggles. I always put <laughs> these on when I when I draft, when I stream. These are my prediction goggles. Okay. Damn. I got this from, basically, we had this shoot where we had to do like a cosplay and for some reason this was a part of Wunder's Akali cosplay mm -hmm. and no one uh -huh. wanted them so I just stole them. Yeah. I think good. Just can, outing can, yourself can you flip live on a open podcast. the things? Could they flip open? Are they separate? They? Oh shit, they do. Yeah, I didn't, you even, didn't know. know that. They're oh double my God. <laughs> now you can wear them normally, and then you Dali. flip them down when it's time Dali. for predictions. Dali. I feel like Morpheus. Yeah, you <laughs> right. you got pills. I know that. <laughs> Sorry, I ain't got the, pills. I'm, Morpheus that's is the blue that the Marvel film. Which no, no, that's that's Morbius. What's Morbius? Morbius is the Matrix. Oh, Morbius is the blue pill, red pill, Neo oh, thing, which has yeah. been co-opted into a lot of weirder stuff. Dude, Matrix it's, is so it's, funny it's to me because people time. make Matrix references, and I saw it when I was so young, and I'm like, hmm. Are, wait, here's, here's the question because I've mm. seen it. Are you the kind of person that when someone makes a reference, you go, "Oh, I've never seen that," or do you go, "Oh, yeah." No, yeah, the second one, <laughs> bro. I cast with you. You make references all the time. I'm just like, <laughs> Actually, I appreciate oh, yeah, you. Good one. <laughs> I'm out here referencing the weirdest stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so Zero true." Zero idea. Okay, yeah, it's messed up. I think it's a yeah. it's a skill. Is it, is it easy being polite, or is it messed up? What he's doing? It's a bit I, of both. I think it's a little bit of both. I okay. think casting, it's like a homie oh, move. Because yeah. you can't, what are you going to, you're going to derail yeah. my joke and you're just going to be like. <laughs> He's going to make a joke and I'm no, like. Yeah, I need you to explain oh. that to me. Run that back one more time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Awkward, you just pray mean. someone else gets it. I think that's mm. a that's a homie move. Okay, In normal okay. social situations, it's weird. Because what are you going to do? Dig yourself a hole? 
You're like, he keeps referencing it, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah I really love about football. The topic, you know? I'm like, oh yeah, me too, Ronaldo. I don't know shit about football. What am I just gonna lie for the rest of our friendship now? I gotta pretend like I know stuff yep, about football. Yep, yep. It reminds me of this uh, this bit in the IT crowd. Have you watched the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like they like walk into he just bars. Did it there. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, did you see that glorious display last night? <laughs> And then, and then they—that's basically like they're referencing football just to be like a part of the conversation. Yeah, and they just have no information, and they just like say the same line. It's like, yeah, this Lampard had a stinker, and then they just keep repeating the same line to like. That's what I should have done. The LPL segment. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, did you see Uzi? Just say player names. Oh my god, sick. Yeah. I mean, sure. And you're like, he fed, and I was like, yeah. Oh, sick, nasty, disgusting. You like said the opposite. He's like, oh yeah, he played really well, didn't he? And you're like, yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. No, I was being sarcastic really good right <laughs> <laughs> you can still play it off yeah no i see it we were talking it, predictions well we derailed this prediction yeah, 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 yeah. anyway predictions all right so, uh, let's so, yeah let's talk predictions i think we could talk if there's anything more in depth to talk about the series i think it's just it's it's a wait, bit are we doing the whole bracket i, can, we doing I, the first I little, think we can run through the whole bracket i don't I, see why not put those glasses down and show it to me so so, so, so basically <laughs> mystic yamato if if i would have to you know Let's say which teams I b- believe will qualify. Yeah. Like get into the top four. Let's top let's one. start from there. Okay, right? so that's okay. worlds. I, I think I think EXO G two are going to win the first BOS, and then Mad Lions. I think they're going to beat SK, and I think Fnatic is going to beat BDS. That's going to be my top four: Fnatic, Mad, Excel, and G two. That that's that's where I'm at. I, I think that's I think it's such a strength to open up in the in the in the in the upper bracket i think mad winning one series out of two i believe in them enough to to do that especially against a team like sk mm-hmm. i think sk and bds are by far uh, the weakest teams going into uh, this playoffs yeah so that's that's where i'm at that's not a, i like that top four prediction i i mean for me i think that sk being out is the very clear safe bet mm. i think that you talk about limited style but also i think that in terms of just overall recent performance, there's not a lot there. Like the highs of BDS have looked higher. Like SK has had the lowest relative achievement of any of these teams. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you really trust based on anything historical that SK are going to show up? No, like you're probably looking at some of their best games, some of Marcoon's best performances or Relevant's best performances, but it's like hard to see. If we're back in Zeri meta, you know? I have like this gut feeling in me that we're going to, be really surprised, you know, because I agree. I feel like G2 Medic, Self Fnatic, surely, right? Surely that's the four world teams. And I feel like that's been the case throughout like LEC the whole year where you expect certain things to happen and it never happens, right? It's true. And Call the, the opposite. I don't yeah, know. Who's For some reason, who? like SK, I don't know why. <laughs> you think SK beat But Mad? I feel like something crazy is going to happen where like SK makes it or like BDS and Mad making an XLRL or something like that's going to happen, you know? Because oh, I the feel XL like... out, I like that one. Yeah, because I feel like the G2 Mad XL Fnatic is too enticing and it's every time something's too enticing, it always goes wrong. Like I've seen enough throughout the last couple of years to cast her in predictions and like favorites that I just know that one person's going to upset. The thing is, it's not... I've been here for a while. It's not the years it's this year yeah. that ruins everything for me yeah. mm. because this year because all of these teams have had like, peaks Vitality imploded great I've seen that a hundred times Ra- like SK were randomly good for a while BDS yeah. were randomly good for a while all of these teams were randomly good maybe you could say bar not randomly obviously they put a lot of yeah. effort oh, yeah, but it for felt sure. like it came out of nowhere yeah, like, you like know? G2 have seemed to be the most consistent right yep. but in spring they dropped it right sure. BDS seemed like they were going to win a title they dropped it and now they've kind of like fallen off a little bit Mad Lions looked like they had it together. It's all gone. XL were trash for like the first seven months and now they're back. They're insane. 
not even bad. They're better than they've they're ever better been. Better than they've ever they've been. Peaked. They, SK as as have know, had like peaked. some of the best regular season finishes they've ever had. Right in winter and spring, they've been finishing like. I think spring, where were they finishing in 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 winter? I think they finished second or something. Didn't they? Yeah, or something absurd. Crazy. Yeah. So they've all had these ridiculous peaks, where you take their current form and you assume something, and that's been their story for the year. You know, BDS. We assumed coming into summer they'll be good. They were in the finals. They got reverse swept. They choked. They Best weren't. Year. <laughs> BDS tier. They didn't look that good, you know. G2, we expected them to run through spring. They lost in their first best of five. You know, I, I just feel like... That. I'm sorry. I forgot about Damn it. BDS Sorry. Classic meme. Just a bit of regret. So I'm just kind of like, it just seems too obvious. You know, the answer is just written in front of me and I'm just, I don't want the answer because I feel like it's not going to happen. I like what you said though. EXO. Axio will mad smacks EXO, bro. Bro, you just went so like, like London-esque, like, <laughs> bro, just I can see a way when drill, man bro. just smacks EXO. <laughs> mad Lions, Hilly. He has, he has been to Worlds every year since 2018. Oh, he doesn't miss. Jensen was supposed to make Worlds in the yeah, yeah. He always makes Worlds. This but is I mean, story. and this is the thing, it's like, Mad are the ultimate LEC wildcard to me. Because yeah. like all these teams coming out of nowhere, that's cool. That's a new story. BDS suddenly being good, new story. This year exclusive. SK suddenly being good, new story. This year exclusive. Mad Lions going from fantastic to terrible. We've seen like three times this year already. Yeah. 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 And, and XL I just going from terrible to fantastic. That's a new one too. XL terrible to fantastic, very new. Um, well, yeah. I just, I I will never predict Mad to win a series. Mm. But I will also not be that surprised if Mad Lions That's do win the thing. a series. At least they can't make Worlds without winning a best of five now, right? <laughs> Last year, God everyone bless. was kicking off, didn't win a best of five going to Worlds. Now, at least they have to. It's not their fault. Like, I mean, you, no, if you're, I know, I know, I, I know. that's the thing that sucks about Mad is I feel like Mad, 50% of the flack they get is deserved and the other 50% is totally unfair. It's not their fault. Like, obviously, they would prefer to win. That's a format fault. But they're winning scrims, I heard. But they're winning scrims for the first time in three years. Bro, like, when we lost against them in the finals, because we were only three teams left, like back in 2021, mm. bro, we was destroying them in scrims. They're at Worlds, we're here, they're canceling all scrims. These guys don't scrim. And now they were, they're winning scrims for the first time yeah, in the I history of Mad Lions the, history. I think when I had them on the podcast, they were saying they were losing scrims as well, when they were in their slump in the, the five-game thing is, We streak. had them on the podcast, and I was really hoping that it would, like... They seemed like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's Bring fun. my faith together in Mad Lions... But it just, it, it, I think, further justifies my viewpoint that I will never predict them, but also not be surprised. They're, they're legit dice rolls. Like, they are some dice rolls. It could be a net 20. It's like, yeah, they're like, it could you be want to talk two, about ball, if you're a Baldur's Gate fan, you're a Mad Lions fan, sure, baby. Because they're, sometimes they're just rolling deception. Like, you just sometimes, never know what they're going to get. <laughs> sometimes it's minus one intelligence, sometimes it's plus two strength. Like, yeah, their modifiers are wacky. <laughs> like, there's like 30 in a row, some minus, some plus. You're like, you're really just doing basic math for like 10 minutes before you even get to roll the dice. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. And the thing is, like, when we had Yoya and Niski on, um, you know, they said, hey, here's these issues. And we're just, we don't know the exact solution for them, but we're just going to, bam, we're just going to make it, we're going to make it work on the week. But I think we can agree the the most unlikely thing to happen is G2 loses to BDS. I think Agreed, yeah. that I agree. is hands down the most unlikely I, thing. I so think I feel like if we if open the weekend then Europe with really that screwed. happening, <laughs> we're screwed. I think G2, and I, this is not a bold take at all, but I think it is worth saying because a lot of times people are like, oh, you're not giving, you're either you're talking about G2 too much or you're not talking about it enough. We don't talk a lot about G2 because I think it is so clear to everyone that they are far and away the best team in our region. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, we can talk about them, but talking about them is yeah. just always going to sound like 
us being super excited or super positive because, yeah, on an international level, maybe we have to be more granular about what their faults are or look at them with a closer lens. But domestically, they're titans. They're the best in our region, clearly. Yeah. Uh, First all pro, best team, should make world. Like, uh, maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe I've lost it. Maybe I've lost my mind. But these things, man, there's too many signs. There's too many signs in their favor. They're superstitious. Yeah. You believed in the show. I was never superstitious until... It's this format. For the last it's, few no, it's this format that yeah. makes you superstitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you hit the ground running, you can do things that you never could have done in the. But it's format. a big yeah, pressure yeah. relief for G two BDS Matic Cell. You win that one best of five, you're in worlds, right? <sighs> yeah. You're smooth yeah. sailing now. Let's focus on the playoffs. Not only are you in always going to be your top, you're guaranteed top three, right? And so that means you do not have to worry about beating Golden Guardians. And while some people were like, right. rah, 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 that's still a best of five, you would have to win to officially be in worlds. Sure, you know what yeah. I mean? You're there. Whether it's plans or otherwise, you are at Worlds. You will have time to scrim. You will get to go to Korea. You will like, yeah. You will. So get the to funny play. thing is, depending on your seed. But w- when you like go over seeds, mm-hmm. it's like if you're four seeds, you're not getting scrims with like top Korean teams, top LPL teams. They judge you for that shit. Like if you come in fourth seed, they don't even look at you. And then you get maybe a, a teaser, like a night block at twelve, at twelve in the night, mm. and you have to prove yourself in those games. So it's like coming in with a certain seed, it matters. But also, it definitely matters. Now, you can correct me if I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> but if Fnatic and SK win one best of five, they're at Worlds, right? Yeah. One BO5, are you in? So you, you go back to January and you tell SK Gaming, hey, do you want to have a world where you are one best of five away from winning Worlds? That's nuts, right? For SK especially. What's Fnatic's like dumpster fire, one best of five away from... That's mad. That's crazy to me that... XL, let's say they beat Mad Lions. Mad Lions go down to lower bracket. You know, SK or Fnatic just win one best five. They're at Worlds. That's yeah. If we if we unreal. zoom out and we look back at formats of old, where it was like you got to buy, you could win summer. That was a way in. You could get the most championship points, or you could go gauntlet. Like there were a lot of ways you could make it, but it came down to so many other things. Yeah. And while technically that has been a an effort that has been year long to get enough points to get here for SK, we're now at a point where. Uh, it's not like the gauntlet where they're starting at the back of the, the bottom of the gauntlet. They have to win four best of fives to get to worlds. They have to. This is the closest that any format has ever put them to worlds without just like winning a finals or getting into a finals. You know what I mean? Uh, which is a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. So it looks like Mad Lions have more championship points than BDS. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. BDS would be the lower seed if they lost. So that means they would play against Fnatic. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Mad Lions play against let's SK. G- they were playing against SK, but just wait for a second. Imagine Mad Lions still have a bad form, right? They're on a, their nine-game losing streak. Their scrims, maybe they're winning some scrims, but they're in that trash summer form that we've seen them mm-hmm. in. They lose to XL 3-0. They're against SK. Who's your money on? I'd put money on Matt. Still put money on Matt? Yeah, on Matt? yeah. But I, the winner of that goes to Worlds, so it's like... Oof. I mean, that's a hard one. Dos Hillisang. Yeah, but I mean, you could also just say... In the LPL, you could say the shy anyone else, you know. But that sometimes they lose anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do not bring your absolute fandom of the shy. So one player gap doesn't from ever casting one the shy. One player gap doesn't change anything. <laughs> you I don't know enough about the LPL, but I know that the shy had some big stinkers. Some so this man bro. is absolutely. Did you see the series against EDG? My man gapped Ali yeah, on yeah, mirror yeah, matchups. Brother, that was that was some good stuff. Cool. Yeah, Let's yeah. leave it that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that one series. Diffused. Yeah. Completely diffused. Yeah, Ben, gone. Yeah, yeah. Orn, Renekton, Renekton, Orn. Bro, the duality of the shy. There's this moment, right? He's solo killing <laughs> Renekton with Orn. Yep. It's, the game is won. Orn solo kills Renek- 
There's for context, <laughs> before he finishes his point, because it's really funny, he plays Oren Renekton, he wins yeah. against Ale. He yeah. plays Renekton Oren, he wins against Ale. So it's like, then like he kills him. Yeah. Wow, it happens. And then they like pan over to bots. It does a fight on bot. Replay, cuts out of replay. The Shy is just like next to enemy turret. Like, you don't know what the hell he's doing. He's like trading past Renekton. He just gets solo killed back. Like, this, Within the space of 30 any, seconds. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Kills right. Renekton, gets a base, comes back, dies. <laughs> That's just, the man's the drunken master, bro. He's got the he's got the lineup ready to go. Sometimes you just he's playing on a different level. No, he we is. just can't understand it. You don't know what he's doing. You know he's like he like pushed his queen all the way into your backline, and you're like, is this a good move? Maybe. I have no idea. And you can just take the queen. It's right there. Just just take it, and you're like. I don't know if I should take it. And then that's yeah. basically his mind game. I, I like this the sick cope that everything that yeah. the shy does is psychological warfare. No, it is all psychological warfare. Yeah, it's all he's in every it's all, He's just that good, guys. It's all planned. He's actually just baiting you into a false sense of security by feeding in a lot of those games. So it's, yeah. And that's how I transition from Mad SK to the shy <laughs> in 30 seconds. <laughs> one minute he's talking about this, one minute he's talking yeah. about that. When your friend's entire personality is liking the shy, <laughs> you can turn your everything into the shy. Yeah, Baldur gets against three. I roll pretty high, just like the shy did when he played against all Nat 20s. <laughs> Speaking of Nat 20s. Yeah. <laughs> nope, that's it. What, um, what else is on the program? What do, what do we have? I mean, to be honest, it was kind of get solid predictions, but I think the struggle with having such a big patch and such a big break is... Put something on the line. I said, my, my stuff on the yeah, line. You're, you're just waffling. You're like, oh, everything can Everything happen. is possible. Give us a prediction, son. Okay, I'll give you predictions. Can I think G2 glasses? will beat BDS. G2 will beat BDS. Yeah. I think XL will beat Mandy. Okay. I think that's probably the safest bet. So now you've got... BDS versus Fnatic, Mad versus SK. And for some reason, I feel like Fnatic's going to beat BDS and SK's going to beat Mad. And okay. those will be our top four world teams. Okay. okay. I think it'll be SK over Mad. All right. You want to put your eyebrows on that? No, I don't want to do that. You don't want to put your eyebrows? <laughs> you definitely don't want to do an Blood eyebrow bet. Like, should we shave our eyebrows? Should we bet our eyebrows? What were we bro? betting on, by the way? I, forgot. I have no clue. We were talking about Weibo, Top Esports, and uh, OMG making, worlds? making worlds. So I would have won. You could have bet Please some eyebrows. Please don't shave your eyebrows, either of you. No, do not bet your eyebrows. The trade-off wasn't good because it was for Dom's beard. Wasn't yeah. it? He had to eyebrows. grow a beard, I think. Oh, he had to leave his beard yeah, growing yeah. for a month. Guys, that's a terrible trade. Yeah, bro. That's the worst. It takes to grow back eyebrows. For months. I don't know, but months. you do not like human beings look weird without bro, eyebrows, bro. Spooky. It's unnerving. It's How did like, I almost agree to it then? I'm such an idiot. Bro, you brought your eyebrows up. I was in What's shock when you did. Yeah, you brought up your eyebrows. You were, I can shave my eyebrows. This, this was on stream. Was he on stream when he said yeah, this? This, this was uh, like no, this a was little voice of Yamato thing. Yeah, it was on that uh, podcast. Kato and Dom. Hook me up. Yeah. Shout out, voice of Yamato. What are you about? What about you, Dracos? Um, I can't predict Mad, but I think Mad are the most likely to surprise us. That's what I will say right off the bat. Like, okay. I can't in good faith predict them because it just goes against my philosophy on the Mad Lions this year especially. But I think they're the most likely to upset. G2 easy call, XL easy call. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in Fnatic based on what we saw versus XL. Yeah. I think they are still the better team than BDS, but those games were rough. They were losing a lot of early games that I just not, did not expect them to lose. And like right, early right, game right. was a lot of what made them so good. Yeah, New BDS patch, could th beat Fnatic. I think they could. I think a lot of it depends on how good uh, Nuke is going to be in the patch. Because I think mm. that a lot of what has made BDS good this year has been just Adam doing way more than any top laner should ever have to do. Eating four bands in draft, still being relevant in game, sacking himself every lane. Like, and I think that that, and Os Oscar's no slouch. Don't get me wrong, Oscar had some bad games, but mostly they were pretty good, I think. Um, but if Adam is set up in this patch to put, just play tanks, which I think is, the again, the best version we've seen of BDS has been 
Adam playing mostly because all of his champions are banned out. Things like uh, the, it was the Scion, it was the Malphite when they were winning, when everything else was banned away. Just something that can absorb pressure and still be relevant. Like I see a world where BDS can beat Fnatic, and I'm not sold on Fnatic right now based on that Excel series because those were those games were sloppy. Mm. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think I think Fnatic. I think when they are not stronger, but they look way worse. Yeah. I think when Trimby is behind, he becomes such a like borderline bad player mm. where he doesn't know where to go. And I think a lot of the Fnatic structure is like. They have a stronger jungler. They pressure three level level three invade on that blue on that Gromp, Razork fighting one v one with the enemy jungle with both prio. Like yeah. I, I know that Noah is spamming Kalista, so they seem to like identify this in some way if they are spamming Kalista. But I think if they are winning both, then they are a lot more enabled. But if that becomes contested, I feel like Trimby looks quite uh, like uncomfortable because I yeah. think in the first series the Fnatic played right when. Uh, I believe they lost against SK, right? Mm -hmm. First, it was, of course, Oscarina just getting slammed by, by Relevant, right, in that series. But at the same time, both, they couldn't really uh, figure out yeah, a way what to they be play? effective. Jinx they were playing like Zeri, Zeri one game, Zeri something yeah, like that. I mean, that. they were still playing, Team Heretics was the one that they played against uh, most recently in playoffs. No, but, but they played against SK in the first round of best they, threes, they lost, then they yeah, lost, yeah, 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 and yeah. they won against Mad, I think it was, or something, and then they played against SK again. I mean, and they've still been busting out a lot of Zeri, and it feels yeah. to me like when Noah's comfortable, and obviously, and they can draft a winning 2v2, which is harder now that range sports are out of the meta, um, they look a lot better, and I think your bot prior point is good. I think the best game we saw from Razork in, in playoffs, so just the best of five portion was the Poppy game he played. Yeah. Um, and it's, when he has a really strong proactive champion and there's a clear lane for him to play around, I think he looks a lot better. That's what I am excited to see what he looks like in carry meta, because I still remember, like, all the wacky stuff he did on Misfits, all the creative picks that he was willing to pull out in these carry metas. Like, I think he can do a lot, but when Fnatic are ahead, and the stats show this too, like, they don't win a lot of games. They don't win most of their games if they have any kind of meaningful deficit in the mid game. They really struggle to come back. Yeah, yeah. And I get, if we have Ord in the meta, I don't think that's as big of a deal because you can just, again, you can pull the trigger on a single good fight, way easier to punish if someone's out of position, way easier to just start a fight and see what happens. But if it does end up being a meta where it's not full front-to-back teamfight or they aren't these big engaged sources and you have to play stuff like Nefiri or Yone or these yeah, other yeah. mid laners. Not that Yone doesn't have good engage, but like these champions who have win limited windows to be really relevant in the game. It's tricky. It's tricky. And it's not that good for BDS either because um, they were obviously the kings of teamfight scaling, but it's like that is not a clear-cut best of five to me is what yeah, I will yeah. say about BDS Fnatic especially. No, that's fair. I, I know Adam... It's like currently, I think his champions, the Olaf and the Darius, they're definitely like at at at, at a very like deep weak point because mm. of the strength of Renekton. It's like we, we're going to see Renekton, Aatrox, Jax, Kaysante over anything else, I believe. Mm. Uh, but maybe some teams will pivot and just accept like a deficit on the tank and play it that way. For sure, we're going to see that. But most of the time, we're going to see those champions. But I, I have to add, I think from knowing, working with Adam and also in, in the regular split, there was... He played Aatrox when no one else played Aatrox. I remember he had like this the shy moment in River. I think it was against Astralis where they made mm. like a massive comeback win. Uh, like Adams, Aatrox, and Renekton are are very very damn good. Yeah. Like uh, th this is also like in that Adam sphere. So so it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, uh, kind of um, develops. Yeah, Aatrox prior is really high right now. Yeah, yeah. But he got a little bit of a hit, a little bit of a nerf. I don't know how big the nerf I was. I think it was uh, Q percentage was AD scaling. Yeah, uh, which, and then Camille got buffed as well. And I feel like Camille is like a good answer to Aatrox. Like early lane be, phase yeah. is hard. 
after Sunderer, like these Sunderer champs are just annoying for Aatrox. Camille Fiora Jax, like after one or two items, he just can't deal with them on side. So I guess the benefit is I don't think we have many Camille Fiora Jax players in Europe, but I know Irrelevant really likes Camille. Yeah, I remember yeah. him playing Camille. Um, BB, I think, will also play something along the lines if he needs to, like the Jax, for example, uh, more so. But yeah, Fiora and such like that, I don't think stands out too much yeah. in the LEC. Oh, it's exciting. Holy this is, moly. These We're are waiting actually, three weeks for this stuff. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... These are my favorite kind of games. Like I'm more, I'm even more excited for next weekend's games because we'll get to see the meta then and it'll feel a lot easier to make really concrete predictions based on recent form, based on how teams look on the patch. But I love and hate the uncertainty of what this is going to look like. Both because our teams, as you've highlighted this year, have exploded in performance or gone up in performance and also mm. blown up in performance in terms of what we've seen. But this is thrilling. Uh, last thing I want to do before we go, solid numbers on G2 BDS XL MAD. I know it's G2, 3-0, 3-1. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, 3-0, I think. I think 3-0, yeah. yeah. Solid 3-0. Slam. I think Mad Excel Series. That's a, such a, I that's think a crazy two. one. That is Armageddon. I'm going to say 3-2. Because I just don't... Again, Mad Lions could show up and suck. But if both teams show up in decent form, I still think it's a fist fight. I think 3-1 XL. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's very three hard. I could just roll a dice. Uh, three, two. Escape, baby. I think this weekend is very likely that we have the possibility of just two quick stomps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if Mad aren't in form and G2 are in form. I think XL will destroy Mad and then G2 will destroy BDS if they're in form. Let me ask you guys a, a little a crazy question. If there's a team to upset G2, for me that's Mad. As crazy as it sounds. If there's a team that can upset G2, I think only Mad. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Who has the highest chance of upsetting a G2? Who, who has the highest chance of upsetting a G2? Is it just mad? I mean, Fnatic... Fnatic is the first thing that comes to mind, but... It's definitely Fnatic or mad. Is it just mad? Because I don't... Uh, it's not... Like, again, we talk about flexibility. Hmm. You, we brought up jungle names, but I think the only three teams that we overall trust to be flexible within a meta, based on what we've seen, are Fnatic, G2, and mad. Does XL hmm. count as upset? Are you just saying which team can no, beat like, G2? Like, which G2 team are the expected favorites. Of, Who can beat G2? G2? Oh, I think XL. Okay. Yeah, I think their finals showing was really, really weak. And they're, I don't know, I feel like they've got enough experience against G2 and they have enough, like, I feel like to beat G2, you need to have, like, a good bot lane. Like, your bot lane yeah, needs yeah. to win lane. Otherwise, you're screwed. And I feel like if I look at bot lanes, I think my money's probably on Patrick Limit okay. to actually pull that out. So, yeah. Fair. Um, I would say bot lane. It's, it's hard. Man. Again, I mean, this is it's, it's funny. Really no, it's, 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 it's just like, <laughs> I want to believe you, but then I'm like, Hilly Carzy, can they do it? Yes. Will they do it? You know, I just don't know. It's just know. we haven't seen a team that can also just say, I'll play Callista too, other than XL, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you've been saying no, I've been playing Callista. Yeah, yeah. With Draven and Callista and stuff like that, and Kaisa Sweet. being slightly nerfed, and then Zaya as well. I feel like, I feel like the, the back and forth between XL and G2 bot lane was really, really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, it felt like yeah. a lot of the times the game fell apart in other areas. I mean, admittedly, like game two in the finals was just like... That Kalista Alistar in the tower play, mm. where they're just getting absolutely skill-shotted at, that was fun. That was sick. That was I don't sick, know if yeah. that was in the first or the second series, but that was actually one of the most fun I think that was the second series. Second I can't series. believe in, in the, when Lolis was posted it, they called that Limits play. I thought Patrick, Patrick was, was doing was dodging everything. Patrick was doing Limit did well man. to like channel his yeah, spells yeah. out, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dodgers were Patrick nuts. Patrick was my guy. He deserves the, the praise for that in my yeah. mind. Shout out Patrick. You know? Yeah, I feel like Patrick and Hans share similarities champion pool-wise, right? It's like, he will also play Draven Kalista. 
They're and both you can just willing to play buddy. most of what the meta requires, right? Yeah. And limit. What a melee support god. Uh, I like G2 strat, right? Never letting him play Alistar, never letting him play Rel. Like that's I a, think Mad will copy that strat. Yeah, they have yeah, to. 100%. Or just compete, right? It's like Hilly, Rakan, Hilly, Rel. If he is ready to rock and roll these and deny. This yeah, is going to be... You know what? I'm actually so amped. I'm Same. amped for this weekend. <laughs> these games are going to be sick. It might be one-sided this first weekend, but honestly, if it is, it does not matter to me because, again, these are not elimination matches yet. They're yeah. qualification matches. They're still important, but like no one's going home yet, and we're mm. actually going to get to see... Six top teams in Europe. Best of fives. God bless, man. God oh, and bless. also we're going to Montpellier at some point. But like, I'm not even worried about it. We're not even there yet. It's like, in three weeks, isn't it? Two weeks? Three, three, two, three, three, three weeks? weeks? The third week. The third week. The third yeah. week. There you go. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Cool. All right, gang. Okay. All nice. right, prediction for this weekend. G2 and XL making worlds. Will an upset happen? Let us know what you think on Twitter. Sorry, on X. That's a whole nother topic for this another time. This analyst desk is funky, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of an interesting vibe. Let us know how you feel about the analyst desk here on Euphoria. This has been episode 20 of the Euphoria podcast. We will leave to plan the show for this week and then immediately after that, play a lot of Baldur's Gate. Walter. Because um, we're addicted and we have a problem. It's a crippling addiction, but we're still going to be ready for this weekend. I yep. can guarantee you that. Last Lots note, of references in the cast, maybe. We're going to... We're everywhere <laughs> every pos i'm interviewing this weekend and i don't know how i'm going to sl slip them into interviews but i will get them oh, in the yeah. interviews oh, we will find a way i will roll a die in the interview to decide smart. questions smart I that's like how that. we're going to do it um we start earlier this weekend it is saturday sunday um but we're starting at 4 p.m berlin time i don't know what time zone that is you can google it you are all adults you can figure it out but we're starting two hours earlier so brace yourself LCK, you heard it starts at 8. You're going to watch a full Boom. series. You're going to take a brief break. You're going to come back for LEC. You're going to have the most fantastic LCS weekend. Yeah, yeah. LCS finals. You're going to have an insane weekend of League of Legends. You're going to be like, bam, series, Baldur's Gate. Series, Baldur's Gate. Series, and no, it's going to be it's great. it's not going to be bam. It's going to be Baldur's Gate and series. Simultaneously. Yeah. Two That's screens, the tech. Baby. Two, Two screens, screen watching boom. while playing is the tech. Did you just catch that? I did just catch that with my hand. Holy smokes. Damn, Mr. Miyagi. Can we, did we get a slow-mo of that on the outro or something? Ready for my monk run anyway <laughs> that's a net 20 uh this has been euphoria podcast episode 20 this is actually the end of the podcast now sorry i just had to get into some extra fun facts we'll be back next week with more coverage of these two games we'll see if the upsets are possible g2 versus bds xl mad we'll see everybody this weekend what season is this this is season what i have no idea <laughs> you just Nine? said it didn't you season, season 11, 11 episode 20 oh yeah